This is it. Attitude, attitude, attitude. That is the name of the show today. Get inside your head a little bit. Get you motivated. That is a pillar. Band called Pillar. Excellent Christian rock and roll band. That song, I'm going to continue that song after this uh, episode. It's about being a fighter. It's about getting out there and uh, having a battle cry. Getting excited about life. Life isn't this drag thing that you got to freaking pull your butt through. It's like, oh, God, i got to get up today and go to work and do my routine. And it's just, uh, no. It's, you know, check this out. Your life, you're, you were listening to my voice right now. I hope you uh, l- listened to the episode 14 before you listen to this one. Uh, episode 14, I addressed a couple of emails uh, from a few listeners. I got my first email from a female listener dealing with this issue. And I know you're out there, ladies. I know you are. This is a huge problem, not just for men anymore. I think men are more percentage-wise listeners to this show dealing with this issue. But women, I know you're out there. This is a safe place for you to talk about this stuff. I want to address the scripture verse, the Bible verse that I talked about that I wanted you to go over. It's Ephesians 2, verse uh, 1 through 11, mainly. The whole chapter is good, but the, that that first part is uh, very important to what I'm going to talk about today. Being dead in your transgressions, being dead in your sins, living by the Spirit, getting up and uh, getting up and walking. You're saved by grace. Paul says it twice. He says it twice. Why? Because you need to get in your head that you're not this sick person that God looks down on and is shaking his head in, oh, yeah, that's Russ down there, man. He's a, he's a sick puppy. No, that's not how God looks at you. God sees you as a fighter, and he knows you have an opponent. The Bible calls Satan in this uh, passage the uh, spirit of the air depending on which translation you are looking at. I hope you're looking at NIV. I think that's the best translation for this. I think NIV is just the best translation all around, talking to uh, biblical scholars and stuff like that. It's the best type of translation. But at any rate, the spirit of the air, your enemy is all around us. He's in the air. He's, He's trying to trip us up at every possible moment. But the passage also talks about the good things that he has for you. The good things he has for you to do. There's stuff that you haven't done yet. There's pages in your life that you haven't filled. The rest of your life is an open book with pages that are not filled yet. With stories. With accomplishments. With adventure that you have not done yet. That you need to write in your book. It's all been planned out. It's all been done out before. God knows your heart. God knows your life. He knows every hair on your head. The infinite wonder of God's knowledge and love and grace is just incredible for us to even fathom. Heard Hank Hanegraaff on the uh, it's the Bible Answer Man. This guy knows the Bible in and out. I mean, you, you call up a page number and he'll tell you what it is. 
And he said that uh, for us to even fathom how much God knows and is and the time and space and all that God is is like trying to explain the internet to uh, your dog. I mean, they just wouldn't get it. We just can't even fathom how much God knows about us, how much is planned out. How you listening to this show right now has a reason, has a purpose. It was written down thousands, if not millions of years ago that you, yeah, you listening to this show right now would be where you're at in your life right now. The fact that you're struggling with this addiction, the fact that thinking, why doesn't God just take this from me? You've prayed that over and over. I did. I prayed it probably thousands of times. Prayed, God, why why won't you just take this from me? Why won't it just go away? Why can't you just erase it from my brain cells? The reason why God doesn't take this from you is that He has an adventure for you. It is going to be work. It is going to be an adventure. It is going to be a walk. He's got a plan for you. Overcoming this addiction is probably going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done. It's also going to be the most rewarding thing you've ever done because of the growth, the spiritual growth that will come from it. You'll be a stronger, better person as a a result of taking this thing on, of taking it head on and conquering it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited you're listening to my voice right now. You know how many people struggle with this thing in the dark and they think they can control it and they don't ask for help? They don't download shows like this? There's millions out there. And I just pray that they take that next step to actually listen to a show like this. Send someone an email. Whether it be a counselor, a pastor, or me. Take that next step. If you haven't emailed me, if you haven't told anyone and you're afraid to step out and talk to someone in person yet, email me, russ at digitalaudioproject.com. I know I've said that before, and I'll keep saying it. But I want you to get excited about this adventure we call life. And if, if that passage is true, if what God says about knowing the hairs on your head is true, about knowing everything you do. You know, he's talking about intimacy. God knows everything. God sees it all. My own theory is that God is the essence of time itself. And God has so much time that He can sit and watch your life like a reality show. He is right there. And He's rooting for you. And it might not seem like it sometimes. It might seem like God is distant. I used to get angry. I used to read that Footprints in the Sand and think, God's carrying me. It doesn't feel like God's carrying me. I'm hurting pretty bad right now. I'm out of control. I feel like my life is a mess. But He is, man. He's right there next to you. He's right there carrying you. The fact you're listening to this show right now is living proof that God loves you and He wants you to succeed. He wants you to conquer this thing. But it's going to take work. It's going to take courage. Your life is a great adventure. I got some of this material from uh, Ryan Dobson. He's a Dr. Dobson, focus on the family guy's son. Not a whole lot like his dad. I mean, he's got tattoos up and down his arms and stuff. I mean, he's a... He's an edgy type of dude, and he has a ministry called Core Ministries, and he talks about how the Christian life is not this thing that we have to, you know, God's trying to spoil all our fun, and we don't, you know, we have to follow this big book of rules. The rules are out there in place to keep us from stepping on landmines and blowing our legs off 
And walking through this life is an adventure. It's like a movie. It's the reality show called You. And you decide, through your choices, through the things you do, through the steps you take, what kind of reality show, what kind of a movie your life is going to be. And it is. It is an adventure. It really is. I pray you can wrap your head around this. Get up in the morning a little early. I know it's hard. It's difficult. And you, you know, you get in, read the Bible some, get into the Word, read your book. When you get into your book, you, that's like the, some of that stuff is just instruction for life. And it's part of equipping you for this fight, equipping you for this battle. Because it's not going to be a walk in the park. If you want your movie to be exciting and full of adventure and full of life, then you're going to have to step out a little bit. You're going to have to muster up some courage. Some courage to fight. You know, movies about uh, people who just do everything right and they just get everything they want and, you know, they don't have to work for it a whole lot. It just kind of comes to them. Those are boring. That's not, it's not something you want to see. It's not the kind of movie that is inspiring. Life doesn't work like that. Life, like a movie, life is full of frustration. It's full of challenges. Some of the greatest movies out there are about people who pick themselves up and they get up and walk. They get up and fight. They're working through some adventure, something that they have to go through. And in this addiction, you know, you're a lot like Frodo in the whole... Lord of the Rings, you've got this thing that you have to carry and throw it into the fire and destroy it. I talk in episode four about the red lizard. I hope you go back and listen to that episode. The red lizard in your life. This addiction is the red lizard. Life is a challenge. The Bible says that. In this life, you will have disappointment. You'll have failure sometimes. It's not going to be an easy thing for you to do. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to challenge you. The best movies are about folks who step up to a challenge. I talked about Napoleon Dynamite in my last episode and how that movie's about a guy who's just, you know, he's not afraid to step out. He's a nerd and he's a geek, but he's passionate. Movies like that. There's a ton of movies. Your life is that adventure. Your life can be that adventurous. Like I said, every day, I believe that God is so infinite and he's watching over you every day. Why? Because he has the time. He is the essence of time itself and love. And he loves you and he's on your side. But the facts are we've been thrown into a dark world. The enemy is on the same area, shares the same space in the air that we do. The spirit of the air. You are not an accident. What you're going to do today is your choices, but it's also been plotted out. God has a map for you to follow. He has a journey for you to take. And I'm here to tell you that it's exciting if you make it exciting. If you don't come at it with a defeatist attitude. Some people just say, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't talk to anybody. I don't even know how. I didn't know how. I didn't know how to open up to people. 
talk about in episode 11, you know, Dr. Block and being emotionally naked. I didn't, I didn't even know how to open up my heart to people. I had to be taught. That book, by the way, has got great stuff in there about how to open up your heart, how to start opening yourself up. That is part of the adventure. You know, people get into these adrenaline type of uh, rushes, and they call them adrenaline junkies, the people that step off of cliffs and, you know, they get on hang gliders and bungee jump and stuff like that. Even playing softball or baseball, people get in leagues and play sports when they're either, you know, from teens all the way to 50, 60 years old. Why? Because they're looking for that adventure. They're looking at that uh, adrenaline rush. Dr. Gearhart, episode 5, talking about you got dopamine running through your veins. And it's part of that thing that's craving adventure. God put it in us, put it in our chemical nature to be looking for adventure, to be looking for our purpose in life. You know, you want to get an adrenaline rush. You want to get out there and start living life. You want to start getting those chemicals running through your body that'll make you feel alive. Some people, they just get depressed and they get down. You know why? Because they're not living life. Because they're not getting those chemicals flowing through their system. Like dopamine. I heard a psychologist talking about one of the great ways to cure depression is to walk every day gets the chemicals running through your body. It starts to get that adrenaline gland going a little bit. You want to get your adrenaline gland going? You want to get your uh, dopamine up in a positive way? Step out and do something challenging. Do something exciting. If you get into a group, like I had the guy email me about the group, what kind of group should I get in? Get in a group where you can step out and say something that's going to get your adrenaline running a little bit. I'm afraid to talk about my heart, Russ. I know you are. I was too. But when I did it, I felt alive. I felt that thing start to well up inside of me that felt good. It felt alive. It felt it felt challenging. And you know what? In those moments, when you take on that thing, when you address that stuff, when you talk about that stuff, in those moments, the last thing you're thinking about is looking at porn. Because you start addressing those chemicals in your mind, in your brain, in your spirit that cries out for adventure. Some of the reasons why some of you are addicted to sex or pornography is part of the adventure in it. It's short-term and it's sick and it's destructive, but it gets those chemicals in your mind going. Part of overcoming this addiction is addressing those same chemicals in your mind that give you that rush that you get from the sexual gratification short term and making it long term making it a constant battle a constant challenge a constant competition from your spirit to your flesh that 18 inches heart to mind a guy talk about that in a group at the men's retreat I'm not sure where that came from but it's awesome you have that 18 inches from your heart to your mind and you need to start closing the gap what I talk about when I talk about being courageous being courageous in your relationships if you're a teen listening to this show you know what I'm talking about you know about that whole adventure thing 
have teens that listen to this show. I get emails from teens. And it's so awesome because you guys have such a better touch on your emotions and your feelings and those chemicals that are running through your brain than us that are in our 30s, 20s, 40s, 50s. We start to learn over time and through shutting down our own intimacy to shut those chemicals off in our mind. And you need to grab a hold of those things, man. You need to that's the stuff that's going to get you to heal. That's the stuff that's going to help you face that adventure because you can actually get emotionally raw easier than it is if you keep shutting your heart down. You get into a pattern of shutting your heart down over a period of years. And it's very difficult to open that back up again. Go back into your computer and to pull out those old files. Our hard drives, as a 30-something guy here, have uh, a lot of junk on them. I'm like a, a one-and-a-half-year-old baby as far as my intimacy and my emotional uh, growth is concerned. Because I spent so much time just shutting down my heart and not facing those feelings of uh, disappointment. You know, just trying to shut them down. Just trying to cover them up. So you teens out there listening, keep sending me emails. You're helping me. You're helping other folks. Helping us address that stuff. But I want to challenge you guys for something. I want to challenge the teens listening to this show that if you have a problem with this and you're afraid to talk to your parents, I get email. I'm afraid to talk to mom and dad. They'll send me off to boarding school or they'll take my computer. Those fears that you have of what your parents are going to do to you. Are they going to yell and scream at me? It's great that you guys email me, but you have to get this stuff out of you. You have to talk to somebody about it. If you're afraid to speak to your parents, talk to a youth counselor and tell them. You know, they're, they're, I've got emails that say, you know, I'm afraid to talk to my pastor. I'm afraid to talk to my youth pastor because they're going to want to talk to my parents. You need to... You need to Approach it a different way. And this is part of the adventure. This is part of getting your adrenaline running and your heart pumping and you're like, this is fear. You're going to face the freaking dragon. You're going to jump over the cliff in your motorcycle and try to get to the other side. You're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is part of the adventure. What you need to do is you need to go to them first and you need to kind of test the waters a little bit. And if you're afraid to speak to your parents first, say, you know what, there's stuff that's going on in my heart. Your heart, first of all, like Dr. Block said in episode 11, your heart is a gift. You give it to the people that you feel safe around. You're not just going to hand, uh, the Bible says, pearls to swine. You're not going to do that. Understand being afraid of, of giving your heart to someone who's a safe place. Guys, women who are listening out there, your spouse can also be like the parent that the teens are, are, are emailing me about. Afraid to speak to your spouse, afraid to speak to your husband or your wife about this for fear you're going to crush them or they're going to, you know. Here's the deal. If you're really serious about killing the red lizard, as I've talked about in uh, episode 4, or Tim Luke has talked about in the, uh, if you go to iTunes, download Porn in the Bible. It was a four-hour uh, talk he does on porn, sex addiction. It's great, awesome. Everybody should download and listen to it. But if you're serious about this stuff, go to your pastor and say, listen, I have something that has been eating at my heart, and I really want to grow spiritually. But the thing is, I have a fear that you're not a safe place to tell what I'm going through. Something in my spiritual walk that's tripping me up. 
Are you a safe place? And before you answer, tell them this. Before you answer, if you break my trust and you prove to me that you're not a safe place to bring my heart, to bring this issue, if you break that trust, I, will, I, I won't be able to confide in you ever again. I won't be able to trust you. I won't be able to talk to you. I need you to tell me that you're a safe place. You're not going to run to my parents. You're not going to run to my spouse. But I need to know that you're a safe place to bring my heart, to bring my spiritual walk, to be my coach in this walk of life. I need to know that from you. And get them to answer you yes or no. If they start saying, well, you know, I no, yes or no. Be, have enough courage to confront them with that. Well, you know, we might need to talk to your folks. You know what? Yes or no. If you're going to talk to your folks, they're going to have to lead you through it. Especially if you don't feel like your parents are a safe place or if you don't feel like your spouse is a safe place. Either way, doing that is going to take courage. Both of those steps. Talking to your counselor and then when they start to answer you, say yes or no. Yes, you're a safe place and you're not going to run and tell everybody what's going on with me. Or no, we may need to talk about it with your parents, with your spouse. Yes or no. You have to take this one step at a time. And that is a big step. And that's going to take some courage. That's going to take a, that. That's going to be an adrenaline rush for you. You want to talk about getting the dopamine, getting the adventure chemicals running through your system? Do that. Your life is an adventure. God wants to walk you through this adventure. God wants your life to be this awesome movie. Not for His entertainment, but for your own spiritual growth. And teens, you know, unless your youth pastor is really green... It's really new. Um, they've heard this before. You're not going to shock them. You think that you're going to say this and it's going <gasps> to... Oh my God! No. They've heard this before. If they're worth their salt, you'd be surprised how many teens are struggling with sex addiction, are struggling with porn addiction. Recent statistics say that 80% of teens have had hardcore exposure. Different day and age. This is a different time. It's not like me finding my dad's porn tapes under the uh, bed when I was a teenager. This stuff is online. It's accessible 24-7 to any age. They don't ask for ID. And you have to face that. Are you on those sites? Are you still checking that stuff out? Have you downloaded some images? Are they still in your computer? In your My Pictures folder? My Documents folder? Are they hid away in a folder where your spouse won't see them? Or your parents won't see them? Have you got computer savvy enough to be able to hide that stuff where no one's going to find it, no one's going to see it? I did. I was good at that stuff. I would hide stuff. And my wife got increasingly computer savvy to catch me. So I just stopped looking at the computer and I started renting videos again. The thing is, is that this healing has to take place in your heart. Throwing your computer away is not the answer. It's a step-by-step -step process, and it's going to take some healing on your part. If you're going to look at porn, if you're going to act out sexually, you're going to do it whether you use a computer or not. I want to get you to walk the walk, start fighting the fight where you're not acting out sexually. Are you listening? Are you hearing me? You, listening right now. This is your life. It's an adventure. 
make it an adventure. It, it's the greatest. It'll be the greatest movie you've ever experienced. When you walk into that cave and you face that dragon, and you drag it out into the light, it's going to take courage. It's going to take determination. It's going to take getting over your fears. And it's going to be a rush, man. It's going to be exciting. Right now, your adrenaline might be running a little bit right now. You might be getting a little excited right now, getting ready to take on this battle. Yeah, Russ, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. And you might start thinking, well, you know, that was great. Listen to that show. But uh, here I am. It may take days. I'll listen to the show again. Maybe you're listening to this show for the fifth time. Maybe it's starting to lose its push, its oomph, because you've got to take those steps. You've got to get on the set. You've got to get on the set of your movie. You've got to fill those pages in your book. And part of this adventure is taking it on, getting the courage to take on the dragon feeling down when you're feeling beat go back and read that Ephesians 2 and remember you're saved by grace you're a new person every time you can reboot and live by your spirit God's not trying to kick your teeth in he's got work for you to do he's got an adventure for you to live he's got pages for you to fill you're not an accident this moment in time right now I don't care if this is the first or fifth time you've listened to this show. This moment in time has a purpose, has a meaning. So are you ready? You ready to get up and walk? Ready to step out? Ready to experience that scary adrenaline rush? I've never done bungee jumping. I've heard about it, though. I've heard of friends telling me they're standing on the edge of the bridge and having this rubber band tied around their ankles and you know the biggest hardest thing is stepping off the bridge it's like whoa I don't know if I can do that hold on a second it's like you're up there man no one's going to push you it's going to be a rush going to get them chemicals running through your brain going to feel your heart beat that's life man that's living the adventure it's not a sad sorry thing you have to suffer through your life. John Eldridge is, I believe, writing a book called Epic about this subject. Looking at your life as an adventure, especially the Christian walk. It's an incredible adventure. So have you done that? Have you taken the blue pill? It's a great analogy. The Matrix. There's a whole nother world out there. There's a whole battle, spiritual battle being fought that we don't see. The enemy and the spirit of the air. The movie The Matrix is a, is a great example of that. Everything happens for a reason. Every little thing that happens. Like how in the movie the cat walks by twice and they say, wasn't well, that deja vu? What was that? There was something, something about that. It's a glitch in The Matrix. Stuff like that happens every day. Wake up and ask God to uh, use you. I want to help some folks today. Ask God to open your eyes or your spirit a little bit. Notice what's going on around you. I had a friend of mine said he prayed this every morning and he had people that would come up to him and, and needing help. And he said it was just amazing, supernatural, amazing type of stuff. Not coincidental. He was speaking about it in the uh, men's retreat. And so he did this for 
It was 10 days, and every day something happened, and he helped someone on three different occasions in this 10-day period. How often does this happen? People actually were asking for help from him. Come up to him and say, can you help me? Whether it was people being locked out of their car, or this one guy got caught in a big old pothole that sucked his whole back wheel in. Stuff like this. Woman losing her dog. Can you help me find my dog? Just stuff like that. Little stuff like that. God uses us every day. If you have challenges in your life, say, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? Maybe you feel like you're stuck in a labyrinth. You're stuck in a maze. You've hit a dead end. You know, life's challenges are, are part of uh, the adventure. If I don't have any challenges or issues or problems, you know, I've got to ask God, God, please, you know, I, I need to be learning here. What are you trying to teach me? Look at it that way. Turn your attitude around. Pull yourself out of this self-defeating attitude. The enemy talking to me. Trying to get me to give in. Trying to get me under the boot. So many stories about people facing their oppressor. Conquering over an oppressive either government or kingdom or... Braveheart. Great movie about that. Don't accept your tyrannous attitudes that are going to keep you down, keep you oppressed, keep their boot on your neck and keep you down. You get up. Face that oppressor. Live out this adventure. Thanks for listening this week. I hope I've challenged you a bit. If you have any issues with what I have to say today, send me an email. It's russ at digitalaudioproject.com. If you need to email me and say, what does that mean? Clarify. Do that. Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Check out the website. It's russ. It's digitalaudioproject.com slash ASI. Leave a donation if you feel you can. I don't charge anything for these downloads. If you want to burn them to CDs and give them to people you know that might be hurting, might be needing some help with this issue, do that. Absolutely free. But it costs money. So I pray that uh, you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus in that way. If you want to take on that adventure financially a little bit, please, if you can, send me a donation. Just go to the website, click on the uh, Make Donation button. It's a secure server. It goes through PayPal, and uh, I would I would appreciate it immensely. Thanks for standing with me. Keep praying for me. I'll be praying for you. Remember, life's an adventure. You can get those adrenaline rushes through your face in the front line, getting on the front line of this battle. It's going to be challenging. I'm excited for you. There are no coincidences. Remember that. Even the little things that happen to you throughout the course of a day that you think are just arbitrary, they aren't. There's stuff going on. There's little things that happen every day, people you pass, people you see on the street. There's not one person that you lock eyes with that doesn't matter to God. God cares about every single one of them. There is forces out there that are fighting for good and fighting for evil. And they're constantly trying to get you to switch sides. I had a a thing happen, uh, I'll share with you. I was on a sales call, and uh, I was at a school. And I I was leaving this school, and this kid uh, says, Hey, 
And I thought, yeah, that's kind of weird. And I said, what? You know, I just turned around, I looked at him, and he came up, and uh, he uh, asked what I was doing there, asked what I was selling, and then, he, and then he left. It was just weird. It was just one of those weird things that happened that, uh, you know, this kid was just curious or something. Hadn't seen me around there before. And I didn't think much of it. Got in my uh, van and left. Pulled out of there. I was driving down the street, and a city bus was sitting there with its flashers on. People were uh, getting on and off the bus. And I drove around it. It's one of those, uh, you know, four-lane type of roads, five-lane, one-in-the-middle type of roads. And as I was driving around the bus, two kids stepped right out in front of me, and I hit the brakes just in time. The bus driver's freaking out on him, saying, you can't just cross the road. This isn't a school bus. I said, you know, it's okay, and I waved, waved at the bus driver, and they kind of shocked a little bit, walked past me. And I started thinking to myself, the turn of events that had just happened, if that kid had not come up and said something to me, just that weird little thing that he did, I, he probably, I'm sure he didn't realize what he was doing, but he probably saved the lives of those two guys that got off the bus, those two kids. Because if it was, if it was a few seconds later, I would have hit them. I would have hit them doing about 25, 30 miles an hour. May have, may have uh, broke some bones, may have killed them. But stuff like that is happening all the time. This little movie, this little reality show called Your Life continues to go on every minute of every day. It's happening right now. And I just pray that uh, something I said today may help wake you up to being in this fight and this battle. And some of you might be thinking, okay, Russ, that sounds great, but uh, what does that mean? My life's an adventure. So that should, does that mean I should just wake up every morning and be uh, excited to take on the day? Yeah, it does. But you have to get into the gear in your mind of thinking that way. You're waking up in the morning and you're so brought down by life and, and life is such a downer for you. You need to... You need to know that you can change the way you feel. You really can adopt a new attitude. I heard this in a sales seminar years ago. This guy was talking about a study done by college students. This is back in the 70s when the whole astrology thing was really popular. And people still today, you know, on occasion, I guess, look at the, you know, their sign in the newspaper or whatever. And here was the study. These kids, uh, psych students basically were assigned another group of students. I think they were literary students or something like that. But anyway, the psych students um, were assigned a student. Each student was assigned a student, and they were going to write a horoscope for their assigned student, knowing their birth date and stuff like that. And the way they did it was they would just go through the newspaper, and they would pick out the stuff, you know, these astrological signs. It didn't have to matter whatever the date was. They just kind of made it up. They would either write it themselves, or they would cut out stuff from newspapers and kind of mix and match them so they fit the uh, birth dates and all that stuff. But basically, one half of the class got negative horoscopes. The other half of the class got positive horoscopes. So every day these uh, students would get their horoscope and they would read it in the morning before they uh, started their work and stuff and then they were supposed to talk about it at the end of this two-week period or whatever it was. Kids that got the negative horoscope, guess how their couple of weeks went? 
it was a drag. It was a downer. They were just beat up by life. Man, life is... This is... Wow, you know? This is tough. And the kids that got the positive horoscopes, they were they were feeling good, man. They were on top of the world. And there was a good chunk of kids who... Uh, didn't believe either way. They just, you know, hey, horoscopes just full of crap anyhow, <laughs> which most horoscopes are. They're just kind of made up stuff. You, you can, you're programming yourself on how to feel. That's what they were doing by reading their horoscopes every morning. That's why I talk about, you know, getting into the Word, reading the Bible every morning. Start programming yourself. Start changing your attitude in the morning. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Put positive stuff in your brain every morning. But I think the Bible is a big chunk of that. If you're a Christian man, crack open the Bible and pray. Pray for those folks that you love. Pray for your friends. Pray for the people you don't love. Pray for the people you can't stand. That's a good way to deal with your anger. Just start a positive flow in your day. Reboot your hard drive like I talked about in the last episode or two. You can change this stuff. Stop thinking about what you can't do. Russ, I can't do this and I can't do that. Dr. Block talked about in his books in his book uh, Naked Intimacy, he said, "What if you took all the things that you can't do?" All the, the little things about, you know, opening your heart up and all the things you say, well, I just can't. What if somebody put a gun to your head and threatened to kill you and your whole family if you didn't start doing the things that you say you can't do? Would you do them? Yeah, you would do them. You would change your perspective instantly. I heard uh, somebody talk about putting a, a dollar bill on the end of a board and... Or, walking across to pick up the dollar bill. But what if you put the dollar bill on the end of the board and it was uh, adjacent to a 12-story building? Put a little pebble on the dollar bill to make sure it didn't blow away. Would you walk across it? Heck no. Not for a dollar bill. Put a thousand dollars out there. Would Then would you walk across? Maybe. The difference is your perspective. How are you looking at this stuff? How are you looking at life? You can change your attitude. You really can. But you have to take steps towards the light. Like I said before, step away from the darkness. Get out of the cold. That's where adventure is. The dark, the negativity, the bad attitudes. That's where life is just a drag. Or life is this thing you have to take. What can you give? How much more cool is life when you are giving fills your heart. You're living out of your heart that way. It's the greatest adventure you'll ever be involved in. The biggest adrenaline rush you'll ever feel is when you can get out and start opening up your heart. Talking about what's deep and down part of the core of who you are. I thank God that I go to a church where I can be real. I remember going into my pastor's office and saying, you know, there's, there's parts of the Bible I just have a problem with. I don't agree with some of this stuff. You have a problem with that? And he's like, no. Well, what don't you agree with? You know, he's, he's like, well, what's truth and what isn't truth? Let's find out. Sit down. Let's talk. Let's debate. Let's engage. Let's integrate. Pray you go to a church where you can do that. And if you don't go to a church where you don't feel like you can do that, maybe start stepping out and doing it anyway. Have the courage to do that. Be like Muhammad Ali said and be in the uh, stir stick that stirs the coffee be the greatest adventure you've ever been involved in. 
So I want you to wrap your head around that this week. Think of life as an adventure. Watch what's going on. Ask God to uh, speak to you in the little things of life. Ask Him to use you. You'll be surprised. You'll be blown away, I believe, if you really open your eyes. Start walking towards the light out of the cold. Start dressing yourself emotionally. Get emotionally naked. Start taking on fear. Do that. That's your challenge this week. Thanks for listening. This is Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Send me an email. I love your guys' emails, man. You blit me up. It's Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Give a shout out to, uh, we'll call him Big A, out in the UK, out there in England. Awesome, I got some blokes over there, got some mates over there, some warriors in the uh, British ranks listening to the show. Love you guys, man. You keep emailing me. Young folks, listen, getting emails from uh, younger folks, man. Kids in their teens, still living at home. Struggling with uh, addiction to pornography. If you can overcome this stuff. You guys have uh, a little bit of a heads up over some of us older folks. It's a little easier for you to get more emotionally raw as part of your nature. So keep it up. Keep sending me those emails. I want you to know that I am a safe place. I want to hear from you. I want to know what's going on inside you. I uh, I get a lot of emails. People say, I, I apologize for, for venting here. Or I hate, you know, I apologize for dumping my junk on you. Don't apologize. Keep doing it. You're not dumping on me. That's how you get this stuff out of you. That's part of being in the fight. I take that stuff and I just dump it at the cross. That's what I do. That's what my counselor Bob taught me to do. Dump that stuff at the foot of the cross. But you gotta get it out into you. You gotta, if you want, your emailing me is a big step towards fighting this battle. doesn't when it lives inside you it has power the more that it festers inside of your spirit the more power it has you send me an email talking about your stuff that you're going through your junk as you call it some of you that's all right it's good gotta get that stuff out of you first step, taking all that emotion, all that aggression, all that angry, junk, depressed, shameful emotions and feelings, and writing those out in an email is a great first step. So do that. Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Website is digitalaudioproject.com slash ASI. A 
again, if you can leave a donation, I would much appreciate it. I am I'm hanging on by a thread over here, financially. And, yeah, if you can leave a donation, I would appreciate it. I don't charge a dime for this stuff. I encourage you to burn it to CDs. Burn my shows to CDs. You know someone who's struggling? And give it away. But I'm counting on praying for your donations, man, if you can do that. More importantly than donations, vent. In the book of James, it says, we carry each other's burdens. I am honored to carry your burden to help you with that stuff. I am honored when you send me emails, when you crap in my email boxes, some listeners have said. It's not just crap, man. It's your heart. It's cleaning that gunk out of your heart. It's taking the layers of shell around your heart off. Getting into that hard drive in your mind, quarantining some of those images that you got, eliminating those spyware programs that are going on in your head that are bringing back that stuff that keeps you in bondage. Thank God for you guys on the front line. I'll leave you with a song by a band called Pillar. The song's called Front Line. From the American Eagles to the British ranks to the Maple Leaves up there in Canada. Keep sending me your email. Keep fighting the fight. It's not like I'm walking alone into the valley of the shadow of death. Same side on another because